Amen, amen. And in these times that we live in, there is there is much need for a couple of different things that that are being neglected. I think during this time, the the first one is worship. Although it's not being neglected, it's being what we're worshiping. We'll talk more about that later. The other thing is how are we praying and we are to pray as pastor matt always says we're to pray in faith and if we don't pray in faith the the unstable man it's kind of hard to get his prayer across because he's serving two masters He's serving God with his his mouth, but with his heart, he's still believing in the enemy and the things that are troubling him. So Jesus in Matthew 6, his disciples had asked him how to pray. And there's reason that it's put in, in this order. First of all, we'll start with the first line, Our Father, which art in heaven. Our Father, what does that mean to us? What does that mean to God? Our Father says that we have a relationship. And the first thing that you need to, be, to have to be approaching God is you need to have a relationship. You need to recognize your relationship and not let the enemy confuse you about your relationship with him. If you have not accepted Jesus into your heart, you need to do that to establish relationship. You need to start with having that relationship. That's why we start with our Father. And Jesus didn't tell us to say, my Father, which art in heaven, which means that includes you. That includes all of you that know Jesus. For as, as it is said, um, we are accepted now in the Beloved. We have relationship through what was done at the cross. We have that fellowship then with him that we can come boldly into the throne room of God. We can start to recognize those things first as we recognize relationship. Our Father, who art in heaven. Second of all, and this one has been being highly neglected through all this in the church and out there in the world. The world has a lot to fear about what's going on. God's people do not. Because God is in control. God is the one who is holy. God is the one who has the plan. God is the one whose kingdom is important. Hallowed be his name. His is the banner we lift up. We do not lift up the banner of, and I'm putting it in small letters because it is small compared to God. 
he is hallowed above COVID-19. And he always will be. For his is an eternal kingdom. And we'll get to more of that later. His him who we should be worshiping. It is not him or it is not those things in the world that intimidate man or cause man to fear that we should be worshiping. Especially we shouldn't be worshiping the fears by saying, oh, the coronavirus or this or that's going to get me. We're not to be worshiping our right to hang on to unforgivenesses. More about that later. We can't be worshiping those things. We, we're, those are not hallowed above God. He is the name above all names. And in his name we'll have the victory. Which leads us to your kingdom come and your will be done. In Revelations twelve eleven, it is often quoted that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, which is absolutely true. But it also says in that same verse, in that same sentence, it says, and we did not love our lives unto death. We're willing to die to self. We're willing to, to accept that God's will may be different than what we're thinking, that God has an eternal plan that has to be fulfilled and brought forth. Thy will be done, and your kingdom come. His kingdom is an eternal kingdom, and we that know him, we that stand by him, we that do not hallow other things but have him as first, we will be part of that kingdom. We want God's will to be done. We don't look at uh, what we might desire and think is necessary. Um, I've gone through a life without being able to achieve what I thought was necessary and what I thought was God's will, but did not get accomplished. And I've accepted that. And therefore, God sees my heart broken before him that his will be done, that I am willing to die to myself, my desires, my needs. Give us this day our daily bread. What does this do? This acknowledges that all of our provision is from God. It is he who provides that which is put on our table. It is he that provides the things, the elements that we need for victory. If we don't give in to the spirit of poverty and think that we don't have enough. If we give in to that spirit, we don't see the elements of victory that are around us. 
Because what, again, are we doing? We're hallowing something above God, saying, well, I don't know if he can do it. He can. He can. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He is the one who provides the means to victory, our daily bread for each victory that we need to win each day and each era. The Bible often referred to as the day of the Lord or the day of this, the day of that is the era of that, and he is the provider to this. Um, Some that were here may remember that uh, my good friends Amaranth Sankiza and I sang a song from Jimmy D. Psalmist. It says, Yahweh, come and do what only you can do. People are looking to all sorts of other things to provide what only God can do. We need to follow him and follow his word. Jesus said in Luke 8.21 when asked, about his mother and his brothers. He said, my brothers and my mother are those that hear the word of God and do it. Not that hear the word of God and get their focus off somewhere else and and start to do other things, thinking that other things can accomplish it. They can't. There are some things only God can do. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Now, we often hear Mark eleven twenty three and 24, and we'll, we'll read that now. And... It says, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. But we stop right there. The next two lines are important to opening that avenue to you. They they say in 25, And when you stand praying, forgive. Oh, I said the tough word, forgive. If you have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you, and your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. If you don't do this part of the same paragraph, this is all the same paragraph, but it's always skipped. If you don't do this, you're going to diminish, if not outright destroy, your right to 23 and 24. You need to do what God says. 
And God says, forgive. It's hard sometimes. But he says, do it. And our pride prevents us. Uh, people's actions prevent us sometimes. But as, 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 to paraphrase what Joyce Meyer said not too long ago, um, don't let others' mistakes rob you of your joy. I say, do not let others' mistakes rob you of maintaining your joy. Because you're not going to be joyful. You're not going to have that strength of the joy of the Lord if you're holding unforgiveness against somebody. God has to deal with them. We, we all know the GD cuss word. And we're taking, when we use that, we're taking a right that doesn't belong to us. Because that is saying that God is to condemn them to hell. And we do not have that right. So when we speak that, we are, we are speaking something that's totally out of line and making ourselves as God. And in not forgiving, we've taken on the, the role of God. God did the forgiveness. It's up to him to make the decisions with the other people that are involved. We worship other things when we do not trust in God. With God, we're more than grasshoppers to be smashed. We think of ourselves as too little, and we are, without God. But with God, we're not grasshoppers anymore. We're powerful through him who gives us the grace, the enablement to do things. Lead us not into temptation. Situations that arise tempt man to give in to the spirit of poverty that fears of not having enough, blinding us to what God has provided. And it also gives us temptation where we don't see how things can be done to lose our trust in God. Don't let that temptation befall you. Don't let it befall you. You, want, you have your victory in, in God. You don't have your victory in yourself. He will provide a way. Remember, he's given us our daily bread. And deliver us from the evil one that would have these schemes, that would put these schemes, things that would raise themselves above the glory of God. Deliver us from that evil. God, we need you. For yours is the kingdom, the glory, and the power. He is the final court, jurisdiction, and judgment. His is the banner we raise, Jehovah Nisi, our banner that we raise in this time of, of uh, little c, COVID-19. He's the banner we raise. When the enemy has come in like a flood, he will come in greater. He is the banner that we lift up. 
This is true for now and forever. We have an eternal destiny, but we are under his protection here. Look to Psalm 91 as we go through this, that he will protect us from the pestilence. And he is our protection from the pestilence. Look to Psalm 32, 7, and realize that he will give us guidance. He will give us songs of deliverance through this. And Psalm 34, 1 through 4, where we praise and worship the Lord, where we worship him and not the things that are negative, then we have the right to say, we sought the Lord and he answered us and delivered us from all our fears. And then finally, amen, we sign the contract. Yeah, we verbally sign the contract. And it is true. It is true. God said it. This joy that I had, the world didn't give it to me. This joy that I had, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it, the world can't take it away. This joy that I had, the world didn't give it to me. This joy that I had, the world didn't give it to me. This joy that I had, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it, the world can't take it away. Mm-hmm. So remember, be like, be like Jehoshaphat. When the enemy came in to him, he feared, but where did he go? He went to God, and he fasted from the things that were distracting. And who went forth first? Challenged you out there. Who went forth first? The praisers. Amen. And they, they were, were they praising the problem? Were they praising the Moabites and all these that were coming in against them? They were praising God. And they said, his mercy endures forever. He has died and he has rose again. He has conquered sin and death. We have